Our sermon this morning, our text is from John, uh, John chapter 16. Uh, let's pray. Uh, Lord God, Heavenly Father, we ask you to be with us in these words, Lord, that you may take our lives and make them new. In your son's name we pray, amen. Uh, so what's for lunch? What's for lunch? For some, some of you know, some of you can't wait to get home and see what comes on the plate, right? Is that the way it works? True? You know what's for lunch. He may not. You know what's for lunch? Yeah, not, not yet? We're waiting. We're going to wait and see. All right, so this morning I have two pictures uh, of a meal that for college students, uh, this with ramen gets you by so many days. All right, so this first picture here... Uh, uh, you can probably uh, see up there, um, kind of a favorite food group besides chocolate, uh, mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Anybody have mac and cheese at home? All right, some of you. Mac and cheese. All right, so mac and cheese. Uh, but there, there's a problem. I saw two different things. You see, um, there, there's, there's this stuff right here and then this picture right here. So if you notice, there's a difference, right? There's a difference, right? Okay, just to let you, this says the easiest, best recipe ever. Um, this picture right there is how my wife likes mac and cheese. She likes it runny, all right? I, I like it very powdery. Uh, and so what happens is my wife uh, makes it, she takes what she needs, and then I usually let it cure on the stove for a couple of minutes more, and then I get the one I like, and then it's amazing. You can redo it uh, day in, day out from the fridge. It tastes just as good as when you make it. It's amazing stuff. Uh, and so uh, interesting enough is uh, there's mac and cheese uh, boxes that actually have um, directions. How many of you guys follow the directions to a T? Really? Really? That's amazing. I, only one person in, in, in early service actually raised their hand and said, yeah, I make it. And, and Now, if I would take a picture of all your different mac and cheeses, would they be the same? No? Why not? You're using the same exact directions to the letter of the directions. Why doesn't it not turn out all the same? It's the same, folks, it's the same directions. It's the same directions. Uh, eight cups of water, eight tablespoons of margarine or butter, a half cup of milk, boil water, drain, and add everything else. Why does it come out different? Could it be because of personality? I'll tell you this right off the bat, I can't stand using these directions. That's why my mac and cheese comes out different than my wife's. My wife is, I mean, she, she's a teacher. She will follow that, and, and it it's, even has pictures on it for me. And I still don't like to, to use the pictures. Uh, I will tell you that the best mac and cheese, according to my son, I, 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 don't, I didn't know what eight tablespoons of butter was, so I just added what I thought. Turns out it was twice as much butter. But Jordan's like, hey, this is the best mac and cheese ever, right? And I said, probably because you're eating pure butter, 
All right? But it was awesome. It was amazing. Uh, and so mac and cheese, it has the directions right there, right here for me. Uh, go and, 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 and cook between seven and eight minutes. Uh, drain. Uh, and, and it has this little utensil thing that you, it has little holes in it that, that drains the water. Uh, and then you put it back in the skillet and you add uh, the butter, the milk, and the cheese sauce, and you mix it well. What's so difficult with that? The problem is what? I'm always tampering with things to see if it'll turn out better. Uh, always kind of adding my own little thought. Okay, maybe it'll, it'll, it'll go differently now. Uh, no one ever has that. You follow the directions to a T. Because this morning we want to talk about following directions. Uh, in uh, John uh, chapter 16, uh, John chapter 13, uh, it says this. If then, if you would read this with me. If I then, your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should. That's a, a pretty clear direction right there, right? Jesus comes, he starts teaching them and, and says, okay, here's an example I want you to continue. Here's my example. Here's what I want you to follow. Uh, I remember mac and cheese story, uh, Erlene Williams. Erlene Williams, my caretaker when I was a little bit older than that. My caretaker, and she would make mac and cheese. She would make mac and cheese, and we would sit around uh, uh, her, her um, stove right there, and we would sit there, and we would very patiently raise our hand because we wanted to do the stirring. I wanted to put in the cheese, or I wanted to, to put in the butter. And she would allow us, by example, to make the stuff that we would eat. So she would use an example for us. So this morning, Jesus' own words showing us an example for us to follow in his directions. Uh, from John chapter 13, verse 36 Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered him, where I'm going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow afterwards. Peter, I'm going to the cross. I'm going to the most brutal death you can ever imagine. Hey, you want to come with me? Peter, you can't do it. Peter, you're going to deny me three times. You're going to deny me three times saying to the world, you never even knew we were friends. Never even knew my name. And so John chapter 14, verse 26, Jesus continues the directions, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you, combined with John chapter 15, verse 26, but when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. Peter, there's going to be a day in which uh, you will not have me here. Peter says, no, Lord, I don't want you to go from here. I want to stay with you forever. Why can't you just stay? Everybody else is going to abandon me. You need to stay here and make sure all my needs are met. You need to just stay right here because I need you here with me forever. Peter, I'll be with you through the Holy Spirit. But, Lord, I want you physically here. I want to trust in you. I want to ask you so many questions. Peter, Peter. There's so many questions they have for him. So they were saying, what does he mean? By a little while, we do not know what he is talking about. They didn't know what he was talking about, nor did they want to know. 
each and every time he was telling them that Peter, this is my future. You cannot follow me here. I have lived every day of my life to fulfill the scriptures that said from the very, very beginning of Genesis that a Savior would come. That a Savior would, would give his life for the ransom of the many, us. That Jesus would ransom us, buy us back because of what we have done. And so, Peter, you cannot do this for the whole world. Only I can do this. And so, guys, you have to listen to me here. That this is my life, this is what I'm going to do, but don't worry. In a little while afterwards, a little while, you will see me again. And the Holy Spirit will explain a lot of the things that you have questions about. So John chapter 13, verses 14 and 15, if we would read this again with me. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Pre, pretty clear directions, right? The directions, they're written out for us. And if you think about this, think about what Jesus did for his friends. Think of what the king did for those people there. He served. You have you have, once again, you have the written out directions and you have the uh, picture that goes with them of Jesus washing his disciples' feet. And so there we have uh, here in John chapter 13, just, uh, just later in that chapter, if you would read these with me. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. I got an email last night um, Really weirdly, as I'm putting this together, uh, this is from a pastor at Redeemer Lutheran Church in Austin, Texas. And he writes this. The post was from a man uh, that he saw. A post was from a man who lives in the church's neighborhood. This is what this man, this is what this man posted. All right. I have not been to church in over 10 years, so when I walk by Redeemer, the church, I keep a cool distance. You do your thing, I'll do my thing, and we'll just get along fine. However, seeing what they did over Christmas, I'm starting to wonder more about their what their ministry is all about. This past Sunday, I ran into some of their students planting flowers in the flower bed at the park. I'll probably not get baptized anytime soon, but I feel grateful and affectionate towards this church. What did Redeemer do over Christmas? They pooled their resources, partnered with community agencies, first responders, and neighbors to bless the public school families whose kids attend the school next door. Redeemer called it a night of hope. While volunteers played with the kids, involved them in games, and showed them Jesus' love, a massive tent was set up so parents could pick out Christmas gifts for their kids, take the gifts home, wrap them, and put presents under the tree that most likely would never have been there. The church led the way to bless people, to be a light in the community, and to share the love of Jesus. Or as Jesus said, by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. From John chapter 13, verse 35. 
the man who noticed and posted on the neighborhood social media website for everyone to see. This man outside the church posts this about what his feelings are to the church. He articulated some clues to help the church reach an increasingly de-churched and post-Christian culture. Number one, people are wary of the institutionalized church, the organized church. God's people need to get out of their way to meet people where they're at, to listen to them, to prove their trust, and to be patient along the journey. Number two, do what the Word says from James chapter 1, verse 22, and loving people not just with words, but with deeds and in truth from 1 John 3, 18. It establishes rapport with people who doubt the church's heart, purpose, and authenticity. Number three, proclaiming the way God called us out of darkness into his marvelous light leads people to think about God's gifts. Think about this. I, 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 when I first read this, I missed it too. The man said he may not get baptized soon, but isn't it amazing that he even thought about baptism because of what he saw the church do? Never been baptized. And what comes into his mind? I've never been baptized. I've never been baptized. This is what this man posted to everyone to see. Number four, before people start attending a worship service, they need to feel first grateful and affectionate uh, toward the church. They may have been the they may have been the impact of Jesus eating with tax collectors and sinners from Matthew chapter 9, verse 10. All right, here's what the district president added. We live in a complex time. The issues faced by the church bring questions that are difficult to answer. Too often, God's people feel paralyzed by the obstacles looming before us. But while Satan would want us to believe that these obstacles are too great to overcome, Jesus gives us the simple answer, love one another as I have loved you, from John chapter 15, verse 12. In other words, the answer has been in front of us the whole entire time. It's been in the shape of the cross. That would be our direction. Jesus gave us an example with pictures in our minds of what it means to follow him. This morning, as whatever you're going to eat, whether it has directions or not, we remember that the Lord has directions for each one of our lives. He says, come follow me. Come follow me. And I will give you the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit will guide you in all things. Let's pray about that. Uh, Lord God, Heavenly Father, Lord God, just as the rain has uh, given us a renewal this morning, Lord God, help us and remind us of your word this morning. Lord, so many times we don't want to listen to your word. We want to go the other way. We want to do what we want to do. Lord God, help us understand that, Lord God, following you means giving up who we think we are and replacing it with who you have made us to be. Remind us each and every day in the midst of the water that you have given us in our lives. In your son's name we pray, amen.